You can check out all the episodes of the Table of Truth on our website, www.tableoftruth.com. Wait, where's Kim? The other Kim. Oh, yeah. I'm here. I'm listening. Oh. All right. Welcome, everybody, to Table Truth. This is your man, Cam, back after a little bit of a hiatus. Welcome back, brother. Holding it down with me, as always, is, please chime in. What up, y'all? Push a D. What's going on? I got that yayo for cheap. <laughs> got that Justin Bieber, Bieber, Lima. He's Yo, this, this your boy Cam, live from the Justice League. What's going on? This is your man, Ant. To the Ant, you know I don't ever have a good delivery with these shits. What's going on, man? <laughs> and uh, Pope is MIA for the moment. Yay! <laughs> don't, don't worry, sugar. I'll be back. <laughs> I'll be back, sugar. <laughs> But uh, there's uh, a lot going on in the world today. I'm not sure exactly where to start. But um, actually, you want to get, get the serious stuff out of the way or you want to keep it light and then get heavy? I, I, I figure maybe you get the serious stuff out of the way. Like uh, Just past one-year anniversary of Mike Brown's death, there was a protest in Ferguson, and for three quarters of it, it was it was peaceful, and then it wasn't. So what what started to jump off? Uh, unconfirmed, but there was a incident with some teenagers and plain clothed police officers. One teenager was shot, critically wounded, um, and he's Damn. being brought up on charges of assault of a police officer and something else serious. But before all that, there was a bunch of like protests. It was like pretty peaceful, and but you know it was just basically call, calling to. I think it was like I got the number somewhere around there, but it was something like almost twelve hundred people have been killed by the police since uh, Mike Brown's been killed. Hmm. And, there you go. And also talking about how the you know movement to you no. Know, Make some reforms on the on how police treat people has kind of since fizzled. Besides the body camera and all that kind of stuff, um, but yeah, it's been like I said, it's not necessarily the coolest thing that's been going on. Yeah, it's like the more things change, the more they stay the same. Like, granted, a couple of these deaths that we've seen have been brought to you by dash cams and body cameras, but Oof. shit ain't changing, man. It's, it's we're going to keep on protesting and trying to make change, but I don't know. I don't know. I feel like most of the time it's falling on like deaf ears. They're just like, yeah, go ahead, protest. All right. You got to move along. Now you can go back home. Like, what's being done? Yeah, it's more the uh, kind of like the when someone gets killed, someone wrote a tweet. You know, you know, that's what we do these days. But it was like someone gets killed, outrage, protest, uh, discussion. And then go to sleep, and then repeat the cycle all over again. Because it's like somebody. Uh, every time my phone sends me a hashtag with somebody's name, I'm like, who died? 
You know what I mean? Like, I have those alerts on my phone where I'm like, oh, what's trending? And as soon as you see, you're like, fuck. And I feel like it's been happening every week now for the past two years. It's crazy. And that is the, and that is the reason why sometimes I don't care if, if a CBS gets destroyed. Because because we is always everybody keep the keep the peace, but we we ain't the ones starting the violence. And 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 as the media portrays it like we're the bad guy, but now nah, man, people are just fed up. Like people need to value their lives. Nobody wants to die, man. Like who wants to die? So I, you should you should take that seriously. Unless yeah. I, I don't promote just shooting people for no reason, but. Listen, man, shit got to stop, and I don't know how it's going to stop, so we'll, we'll see how this one goes. Yeah, we'll see, man. It's going to be a it's, – it's basically going to be the – some of it has been the at least the national spotlight has been on it for the last year, I guess you could say, but, you know, people are still getting killed, and uh, they still – That never going to change, man. Yeah, it, it's dis, disproportional. I mean – yeah, I mean, and how, do you be, how do you kill people at a protest? Like, yeah, a quote, quote unquote peaceful protest. Yeah, um, I mean, like, what escalated that guns need to be drawn? I don't know the whole story, but it seems like the common denominator is peaceful protest. Somebody dies. That doesn't equal up. That doesn't add up. Like, if it's a riot, I would be more. I would have a little more empathy for you know trying to protect yourself. Because yeah. the riots can get out of hand, you know. But it seems like every time I look up and read something, it's like, oh, p- protesters were gathering, cops came, someone took a hit. I'm like, what is? The, what are the protesters doing that the police want you to disband? They don't want you to protest? Isn't there something in the Constitution or one of our amendments that we have a freedom to protest? Now, are they obstructing some type of traffic? Or they? I don't, I don't know. Like, why do the cops always want to break a protest up? Or, and for it seems like they're trying to enforce some type of authoritative law, and 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 like it goes wrong, it goes haywire. You know, it's, it's it's lately it's been just like demonstrations have been broken up and it's not been peaceful. It's but been the, nonviolent. The bug that thing when there's a demonst- when there's a demonstration, there's a th- now you you got the money to afford a thousand cops to make sure we ain't doing nothing. But on a regular Friday night, when Joe Blow trying to get some sleep and there's shootouts and shit going crazy, it's probably one cop in every ten blocks, <laughs> and it's like why is that? When it comes to a riot, you got you got a budget for a whole army, so it just makes you wonder, man. It's like, do you do people give a shit? They only give a shit when we affect their shit. That that goes back to what Cam was saying with how the way, I guess how like how policing is going on nowadays. Like, we have to go back to that type of reform where cops are in the community, and I know Officer Cameron more. You know what I mean? Like, I know I can't do this because I know this dude's coming through around the neighborhood compared to somebody driving by, yo, put out that cigarette, yo, cover that. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know these people when they're coming into your neighborhoods, and this is why people get, it goes the other way, because they're coming in to tell you to do stuff, and you're like, yo, you don't live here. Yeah, it's actually, business. yeah, they put a state of emergency uh, after, yeah, I heard tonight. Uh, which is crazy. There was no riots, which is a protest, and the guy that got shot uh, allegedly shot first, 
And uh Allegedly. Yeah. I just see the air quotes right exactly. now. Exactly. Allegedly. Allegedly he shot he shot a, a car full of uh unarmed or not unarmed, plain clothes police officers. That's the story that Jeez. started. Yes. It is it's so bad that even if that was true, we already automatically think it's not. Yeah, exactly. You're like, That's all right, idea, sure. Yeah, I don't I don't I ran out of answers for for any of this. I don't it's like like D said, it's every two weeks is is a new one. Yeah. It, 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 it won't stop, can't stop. Straight diddy. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Straight diddy. Take that. Um and then what's it called? The uh if you guys did you guys see the Black Lives Matter uh activist that stopped the Bernie Sanders uh speech? Yeah, uh, I, I, I clicked on that the one you sent out. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of retarded. <laughs> well, so who's the point of that? What, what, like, it, it, that's why I said it was retarded. So basically, what happened was Bernie Sanders came to Seattle. He's doing his rally. Got mad people there because people like Bernie Sanders. Blah blah blah. And then two Black Lives Matter activists stormed the stage. I say storm, but they got up on stage, took the mic away from him, and kind of called for, uh, you know, accountability of Black Lives and. All this other stuff and kind of leveled their charges at him, saying that he didn't put forth no no uh, police reform or anything like that plan, like O'Malley, like uh, some of the other candidates had already done, and basically chastised him for not doing enough for the black community. Although out of all the candidates, he probably does the most. So it yeah, it's, it's like they weird. got bad information. That's what it seems like. So, like, like, let's inform our listeners. Like, does anybody know who Bernie Sanders is? What he represents? So, you know, because Sanders is the man. I mean, this seems like this was all for not. I mean, from what I can tell, um, what was the point behind interrupting somebody who actually does something positive? Yeah, I think they kind of messed up, and I don't want to say messed up, but they kind of chose the wrong. It was the wrong time, wrong. Yeah, the wrong exactly. person too. Like yeah, that wasn't the form for it. Yeah, exactly. And so then it makes them look kind of weird, not weird, but just makes them worse for and makes their messages get muddled. You know? Now, now it looks like they are just malcontents. Yes, exactly. Which is unfortunate because that's not what the movement is all about. Wait, y'all said. Colonel Sanders or Bernie Sanders? He said Bernie Sanders. I'm fucking my child. I'm just stupid. But, um, <laughs> no, nah, but it was good because, I mean, you know. Attention, America. Now, go ahead. All black girls don't. Oh, Jesus. Um, but it just added to, you know, the, the hashtag activism that's happening these days. So, which I'm, you know, I, I agree with to a point, but after a while, I'm kind of like, ugh. Yeah, what, are we, kinda... what, are we, what are we fighting against now? Yeah. My, that's my issue with Black Twitter. But then, you know, you have Black Twitter, which is awesome because it talks about you know certain issues, and then they'll go back and do like arch, arch that back challenge or something stupid about you know Empire or whatever other TV show that just came out. It's like what Chris Rock said, man. For every good we do, we take a we do one <laughs> dumbass move, take a thousand steps back. Like, you know, you got all this positive, and then you, you come out with this Wait, fucker can, from time. Can we to time. confirm that a black person started this arch? Yeah. I mean, who started Just that? in case. Yeah. You guys, you guys posted like, that, and I looked at that and was like, fuckery. I'm just not going to get into it, man. I don't like. I didn't even I hear about it until they shared it in the chat. I was like, I don't even know what this is. I don't even know how to come up with this. 
What is this? The new plump your lip challenge, man. I'm good. Uh, like, I, I, I can't your, man, your man Sanders is just very liberal and he's not changing his ways. Yeah, so, man. That, that don't even sound right. You liberal, but won't change your ways. That sounds nah, nah. Bernie Sanders, I mean, he, he, Bernie he, he, Sanders is an interesting socialist. Democrat. He's a he's a socialist. He's a socialist, which is kind of cool. Think about him is he out of all the candidates and this reason why people like him is he's been talking the exact same way when he first started when he was twenties all the way up to now and he's like in his seventies I want to say seventy three I'll just Google and say. So it just shows you people ain't fucking with him <laughs> like he been saying the same shit he still ain't got up in there he's seventy three this is his last go around yeah, speaking so. of hey, speaking of go around if if Trump becomes president I'll be moving to Zimbabwe. <laughs> Okay. Oh, you ain't going nowhere. They gonna kick you out? The big lips we don't have here. <laughs> they do. There's they no way. Out. There's no way. Trump I'm, is gonna I'm, win. I'm, I'm just. I'm just. I know he ain't, but I'm just saying. Nah, yo, don't say you don't know he ain't. Like, remember, no. there is a middle America, man. Yo, you know what? I can't lie. Fox was was kind of hating on him. So, yo, if Fox ain't on your back. You done. I don't done. I don't mean yeah. to sound mean, but I'm about to be on my straight. Fuck it. All he needs to do is just bring up one transvestite and says, "Support me. I support this." He, he'll win it. <laughs> and I'm not. And I'm. You take it with a grain of salt. But that's why I said you never know, cause it it just takes one little power move like that, and that will beat the. I I will but, make sure the Medicaid nah, goes down. That'll be. He, he he uh he like insulted Rosie O'Donnell again, and you know she's big. Oh, okay, so it's yeah, so, yeah, sorry, yeah. Trump. I try yeah, to help you, Trump. I need to check for that, Trump. Yeah, he's a clown, that. man. He's not. He's just a. I mean, he's just a straight clown. This is all for show, man. You think he gonna give up all his, his television revenue and all that stuff he got? Yeah, yeah this is that, just. He's just playing a part, man. He like the uh, what's the one dude that that was from Texas that used to have all the money and was just. Just get in there. Ross and, Perot? Ross Perot. He's just a different Ross Perot, man. Like, he's not for real. It's like, <laughs> like Republicans are not, like, they looking at him like, he's, come on, man. Like, he's, he ain't he's giving winning, us a bad winning. He's winning. He's winning. That just shows you how weak the Republican race is, man. About yeah, but also, too, it's early. So it's like, it's like 18 <laughs> months you now. So it's more about the, the, the comedy of it. But it, we'll see if he actually runs on a third party as a third party candidate. Because he, he has the loot to easily do it, but he definitely um, – and also the thing what people don't realize is with Trump being very Trump-like, he makes other candidates look better now because now he's on some wildness, and then they're like, well, I'm not as wild as that. So Stay woke, y'all. He, he could, he could be, a, he could be a, a, a plant by the Republicans. Yo, so. I was literally just about to say that. You don't think he's a pawn for like late <laughs> night but it's not embarrassing that you mean to me so many people who went to school, who went to grad school, who went. You mean to tell me Trump got nominated to be? Yo, come on, man. Well, I mean, Trump just he put his hat in. Trump yeah. can run. Trump's a good I mean, businessman. That's what got him in. He knows how to talk, to give a gab. You're not gonna, you're not gonna um intimidate him. He's a businessman. But come on, man. You're not. You're not speak, running no country, speak. man. On a side note, speaking of Trump, y'all, y'all, Pete. On uh, uh, the clip on the View, with uh, what's the dude's the singer's daughter? She said that crazy comment. Oh yeah. In front of, she said like she. I mean, she was trying to make a solid point against Donald Trump, but she went like 
asked backwards by saying, what if, like, something about the Mexicans that clean your bathroom? Uh, yeah, she was like, if, if he wants to get rid of Mexicans, like, she was like, then who's going to clean your toilet? So Rosie uh, Perez just grilled her, and she was like, no, no, I didn't mean it like that. I no, meant, but Rosie, Rosie like, Perez didn't even say nothing. She just looked at her like, oh, exactly. I waited for, uh, I wanted to uh, do the right thing, Rosie Perez, to come out, not, you know. A, uh, older and mature Rosie Perez now. <laughs> don't, yo, people, people, laugh this shit. You got to, you got to keep it. You got to be professional, but not me. I don't. Yeah, who the fuck you talk? Yeah, yeah. can't be, yo, can't, be you, can't be that no more. Say stuff like that. It's like, like that shit. shit up. You, yeah, it's like stuff you talk about at your crib and shit, like, you know what I mean. Like it's it's shit that you know she talks about. Yeah, that's like, an inside joke. Yeah, like you making fun of Donald Trump, you could say anything. Like you don't have to yeah. go deep. And when she said that, I'm like, all right. Yeah, she didn't. Uh, it's that almost was like for the day for me, she man. Thought, like, she thought she thought she knew what she was saying, but that shit was just like you said, totally. And, and I know in context, I see what she was trying to say, but she just didn't say it right. I'd have peed my pants if she was like, "Wait, are we live?" That's <laughs> that that would have been priceless forever. Dude, yeah, man. Yeah, we live. White, white people steady sticking a foot up their ass and mouth and, and get caught. And it's good because I say it's good because Trump is being uh, non-political or he's not polished, which is exactly why people are are early people are liking him. It's like he's saying the stuff that you know a good section of America still believes about you know. Latinos and gays and women and blah 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 blah. So it's like when he's being like this very douchey character, it's identifying with a lot of other douchey characters that never had anyone to identify with. That's why they're kind of like, yeah, I like Trump. He's she's a straight shooter. I ain't never heard nobody say he like Trump, man. Like, I'm, but yeah, we also no, live in no the, one we hang out with. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Unless, 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 you hit, two, unless you hit a jackpot. Thank you, but, Trump. No, we live in we live in the two most liberal states. Oh in yeah, let me win the lottery and let me. I might change my tune. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, but if but you're talking to people in like you know upstate Idaho or something like that, or freaking middle America, Kansas, you'd be you'd be surprised, man. You'd be surprised if Obama has taught us nothing is that America is just as racist and backwards as we think it, as we thought it wasn't. Word. Yeah. Enough about that clown. <laughs> He's a joke, man. Like too much of our of our content. Yeah. I mean, just be aware he's there. You know, people stay woke. I mean, there. and if to me, it actually also, I think it's almost motivation for people to actually pay attention now. So it's like it, it, your your lack of your lack of paying attention could let this dumbass freaking seriously be the president. You know. Well, that, that's happened before hey, I, with George Bush. So yeah, we care. Do we care? Like, I mean, no. what are our what are our options right now? You know like, how you know how he'll win the two. He'll if he said, "Yo, all free blackjack every Friday night, Saturday night." The Trump Towers. <laughs> you already you already got three two percent of the of the blacks. That's off. That's off the rip. No, Matter of fact, if, if, yeah. If you vote for president for blackjack. You you might as well leave the country right now. Yo. I'm just saying. <laughs> Like like you said, nah, man, spade, you spade. Votes, you there we go, votes. Cam. You need those extra votes. You be like, all right, I gotta talk at the ones who don't even know what CNN is real quick. Yo, blackjacks free Friday nights from eight to eight fifteen. That shit still be packed. No fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> like I ain't voted for him, but I'm gonna show up. Like I, right, you idiots. <laughs> like uh... this is an outrage. Can I get that, please? 
<laughs> I would like to welcome everybody to Trump's International Spades Tournament. We'll be having this once a month. <laughs> they shaking the dice, complaining. How dare he do this to us? Come on, seven. <laughs> Gonna have an annual gin tournament, domino tournament, <laughs> spades tournament. Hey, yo, yo, can you start for a bikino tournament? Yeah. Oh, man. Bikino gets you in the office. Yeah, man. <laughs> Patonk tournament, man, boy. Yeah, oh, Pinochle, I'm done. Spades? And you see commercials saying, listen, folks, even I get bubbles. I might vote for Trump. I swear to God. Join me on my my fried chicken watermelon campaign. (laughs) 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 Shutting and driving tour, man. I'm good. Do you like grape soda? (laughs) Why? Like, yo, all right. yo, we are having the ultimate 50. I'm season. buying an Uzi. <laughs> I'm looking for Donald Trump, yo. yo. We are having an all-state fish fry. Come down. <laughs> <laughs> yo, he would get everything. You like ribs? Sure, we all do. <laughs> Donald Trump fish fry. <laughs> yo, y'all like oh, fish and hush puppies? <laughs> Fish and grits is your thing, and pinochle and Domino. <laughs> Come I'm on, here for you. I, Donald pay, Trump, I can fix it. If I can fix your stomach, I can fix the world, America. <laughs> Brought to you by the Table of Truth <laughs> sponsor. <laughs> that would be right, horrible. He Yo, he he might get some people. You know what? I think I might vote for him. Falling <laughs> <laughs> uh, out. Well, let, me, let me let me take it back. Uh, I was I was just mentioning I seen one of our uh, topics we was talking about you know with police brutality and like how it's having an effect on the uh, black individual, black male, and how it's also changing our stance uh, as far as like appearance and clothing and whatnot. What do you guys think about that? Oh yeah, you, you seen that article they said about uh yes. more black people are dressing up in suits. I guess black men. <laughs> so, All right, can I, I guess I, I guess I chime I guess I chime in first on this one. I'm not I I'm I dress how based off of how I feel throughout the day. I know my style, but I must say I don't wear as much hoodies, big clothes, like stuff that might make me feel comfortable. Only because yes, I do not like people looking at me and. I feel like I'm being judged. That is uncomfortable, and I could say, well, you shouldn't let nothing bother you, but Sometimes you just want to just be chill and blend right in. So, but I'm not wearing a suit to go buy me some eggs or just go down to Central Park. I'm I'm being myself, but I will I I do watch what I wear because unfortunately we do get judged based off appearances sometimes. There is a fine line uh, between being subjected to wearing a certain items of clothing and enjoying what you like to wear. Obviously, you're not going to go to the store wearing a three-piece suit. But, you know, sometimes when you go out, it's not just wearing a suit, but sometimes you might want to go out, have Mm -hmm. a nice shirt on, tucked or untucked, nice shoes, Mm -hmm. you know, have the appearance that doesn't look threatening. But at the same time, time, you don't want to be like, oh, you know, like in the NBA, they had a dress code. They used to come out in sweats and all this. But uh, Commissioner Sturm at the time was like, we need a dress code. And I, I, I honestly think it was better for the league because you're representing a company. 
Yeah, at first I was like, "Yo, they they could dress how they want," but you're right. Like you're representing you. This is your employer. Yeah. You should show up. Like you you coming with yeah hair half braided, throwing yeah. your Timberland boots on top of the podium. Like yo, alright man. Come I on. I just think overall, <laughs> I think I I mean I just like it. I think it, it for the individual. You just look like a better person, you know, instead of looking like anybody's child. Now getting back to society, mm-hmm. um, you don't want to. I mean, obviously, who's going to be walking around at nighttime with a hood on unless it's 50 below? You know what I'm saying? You're asking to be – like, people are fearful, you know? So so if you're walking around, hood is you got your hood on. It's not cold. At night, it's going to look like you look sus. We're going to look twice. I'm yeah. going to look twice. I'm going to look twice. I'm about to get got. Like, I'm going to look. But the crazy thing is how many of you are fearful of your own people opposed to somebody else that's not of your ethnicity? Like, do you ever find that crazy? Like, you're fearful of your own people. Like, you see a black dude with a hood on, opposed to a white guy with a hood on, and not dressed to the max. You're just like, damn. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah. it, you, you would think it would be the other way around. But getting back to the original point, I'm, I'm just like, you know, I don't mind dressing up. And I, I'm a little bit older, you know, but I dress for the occasion. If I'm going skating, I'm not going to wear a suit, obviously. I'm going to wear something comfortable. But I'm not going to be looking like... I'm going to stick you up either. So, you at know. At the same time, yeah. yeah. There, there's a balance. Yeah, it's gotten to the point where I, in my mind, like, I, I see people, like, they'll they'll look at me and they'll cross the street. Like, they'll see me from a distance. Like, I've been in those situations. And granted, maybe they just need to cross the street to make a left or make a right. But I've gotten to the point in my life, I'm like, yo, if you're scared of me, like, I'm one of the nicest people out here. Like, I feel bad for you. Maybe you've been in a bad experience. Maybe something's Maybe you don't trust the way certain people look. And like I said, maybe you're just making that left or right. But I've gotten to the point where I don't care. I'm not going shopping and saying this T-shirt will look good for me not to mug anybody. Yeah. I'm not saying you guys are doing that either. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, I do kind of get what they're saying. Because I used to live in a Jewish community. And I said it before in the podcast. I would, like, go to Starbucks on my way home just so people could know, like, all right, I guess this dude lives here or yeah. he's nearby. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. It's just the weird looks you get, and it gets frustrated after a while. But I then I reach that point where I'm like, "Fuck it, I don't care." Wait, I don't know about you guys, though. I'm a I'm an intimidated black man, so <laughs> people people look get move out of my way all the time. <laughs> you know what's funny? Me me and D, especially we've been going through this since our early twenties, going into clubs, going into bars, and we got denied based off of maybe our race or how we look. So. We was always already aware that. that to our face. Five bounces. And D, and D, that used to really take D off. Like, he never, I had he the never, worst track record with bounces, yo. Yeah. yeah. So we've been dealing with that discrimination for a long time. And I was with our own brothers that would tell us, y'all not get it in because of how you look and you're black. Like, we've been told that in our face by our brother. Yeah. And D used to hate that, hate that. So I Man, guess we kind of, yeah. So I guess we kind of adjusted to that. What they're saying now, so I kind of agree what they're saying, but at the same time, like you said, Cam, you got you still got to be yourself at the same yeah. time. Yeah, I mean, you got to find a you got to find a balance, a happy medium. I mean, obviously, when you get older, you're gonna dress a certain way. You're gonna because you're gonna need to get a job. You're gonna have to be presentable in society, and what society dictates as like rep uh, being uh, a good representation is you you have to dress like fairly like decent you know you can't be coming in baggy pants that's not cool anymore even the people that dress street or urban or whatever you want to call it 
don't dress like that anymore. You know, the 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 standard of which we used to go by, which was uh, uh, accepted in the mid '90s, early 2000s, probably doesn't shake anymore. I mean, we got quote unquote the new millenniums. They dress a little different. You know, some people might call it weird, but it's not threatening like a pullover with baggy jeans or like, you know what I'm saying? Like you look like a member from Wu-Tang or something from, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so all of us, I, I, I'm, I'm going to assume that most of us in our group, we dress the same way. We're able to adapt. We can dress kind of down and be mm -hmm. comfortable. Mm -hmm. But obviously when we're going to go out in a setting out and about and walk around, we have a certain style that's not threatening to other people where they look at us and like, man, these dudes look suspect. You just look like a normal dude. I mean, I wear slimmer pants. I wear a nice shirt. Mm -hmm. I like looking fly, so it works for me, you yeah. know. So, and I, I think a lot of people with my my uh, certain ilk will dress the same, you know. So I guess people it, think they're gonna they if they wear that they're not themselves. Still, still be you. Just just present yourself in that environment, yeah. like you said. Don't change your characters. Who yeah. you are? That's just what it is. So yeah, like you said, be common you, balance. Be you, but be a less threatening you. <laughs> yeah, as far as a well, you know what it is. What it really comes down to is the the prejudice or the prejudging of what they're already seeing. So you know they're watching CSI and three black dudes mug a white old lady, and they have baggy pants and a and a sweater with Tim's on in New York City. When they visit New York City and they see a black man with Tim's and baggy pants and a hoodie, he might be a mugger or he might be Dwayne going to get some Starbucks. <laughs> Word. So. But, but like that's you said, the thing that people don't realize. It's, that we have to uh, still do that. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah, it is, 100%. But until the stereotype of, you know, the the threatening black male goes away, which I don't see that going away any, anytime soon, then what are we left to? Then we left to, dress, quote, unquote, dress better. Like, you know, a black man in a suit now is not necessarily going to court anymore. Now he looks like he's a dapper dude that might be dressed up. He's a classic man, as they call I'm it. I'm a classic well, man. Things have to, <laughs> things have, to uh, have to assimilate. Now, we used to look at dreads as like a threatening thing. Now dreads are more accepted. Tattoos are more accepted in the workplace. You know, um, it's just things that just people have to get used to and adapt to. Eventually, you know, certain things that we thought was taboo, in the workplace, will, or in common society, will be more uh, accepted by the the, the 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 populace. Like when I got my job, I had a flat top, and you know I always thought you shouldn't let my looks dictate if I'm qualified for the job. But there's always that uneasy feeling of you coming out of that interview saying, "Did I do everything in my power?" To get, get the job, and I don't want to second guess having my flat top be the reason I didn't get the job because perception is everything. Even though it shouldn't be, that's the way the world works in today's society. People always have this perception, and first impressions are always a bitch sometimes, and you have to knock it out of the park. And then when the person gets to know you or said individual gets to know you, then you can kind of quote unquote let your hair down or you know come in, you know, because everybody yeah, I work with fired. Let's grow it. No, I mean, not even it's not, it's just. It's about getting hired, you know. What nah, is it? Know. You know what I'm saying? Like you come in, with the guy play. with the 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 scissor, the, the the Caesar, and and the guy with the flat top. Who you gonna hire to represent your company? But you know what's funny though. On the flip side though, this is what people are saying. 
no, but this is what people that are saying, yo, y'all wildin' because we get we would get made fun of. You know how many times in a barbershop I would come in with my my style? Yo, they used to think that me and Dwayne don't even go drinking clubs like we're straight yes, geeks. Geeks, And I'm like, yo, yeah. Y'all trying to play us? Y'all trying to play us based, based off of what we're wearing, yo. And so that I understand it is a flip side to this because I had to defend myself as a grown man to tell people I've had a drink before. Oh, word? You did? I'm like, yo, are y'all saying it? Because just based off of how I look, I'm already judged that I'm, I am i don't do this and I don't do that. So I swear, image is like, it's, it's hard, man. Yeah, and, and, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough because... Right now, I got a beard. My hair is like wild, and I like how I look. But I get what Cam's saying. You going on a job? You gotta look a certain way. But I'm at the point where I'm like, if gotta look presentable, you can yeah, still look good. Ethnic. Yeah, exactly. You can still be you, and you can, like I said, if you gonna have your hair all natural, just get it edged up. Yeah, that's it. Get it. I'm gonna look as sharp as I can. You can have a a fine balance. Like you can still have a natural look, have your whatever kind of uh, hairstyle and clothing style, but just kind of like shape it. In a, in, a, in a way where it is it's not only presentable, but it fits within that realm yeah. what's accepted in society. I, it's, just, it's just to the point, like, the the, the the example you use with dreads and tattoos, like, like even with, like, black hair, like, if I was white and I had long hair and I put it in a ponytail and, like, a man bun, like, that's acceptable. It yeah. might be in certain places. And I just want to get to a point where people look at my hair or look at my beard and be like, that's a that's a normal dude. That's a good looking dude. Like he he's not homeless, so he's not gonna mug me. So and, and we'll, hopefully society gets to that, and I think they will. Like the whole dread and tattoo is a good example because they will be more accepting as time goes on. But yes. how can it? But how can it be that if they don't understand the culture? You have to understand the culture before you can accept something. So well, it's kind of it's kind of like you gotta get in and change the system. So. If I already had tattoos, you know who's a good example. Uh, I would say, and it goes back to the NBA, like Allen Iverson. Mm -hmm. To me, he put tattoos on the map. Granted, they were around before him, but he made it more like urban and more. Him and you know Spiro I mean? were poster boys for like braids and like tattoos and being a rebel, you know. And then yeah, like, but it, it came to a person where somebody in Wisconsin could watch the NBA and see a black dude with tattoos and want to be just like him. And, and granted, like Iverson isn't the greatest role model, like whatever. Yeah. But at the same time, at least it gave him somebody. Like, role models. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good point. We still gotta, you know, we still gotta dress up. Uh, it's, it's uh, I, I bring it back to the, you know, first perception. So if I'm walking down the street, I see five black people. Three of them have suits, and two of them have hoodies. Uh, I'm gonna be questioning some things. <laughs> now, if they all, if they all together, then it's different. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, 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 it. See the way we think. We're trained to think. We're thinking that we a hoodie means something. We, we think a hoodie means something bad when it doesn't. It's just a hoodie. But that's the way the world works. So you have to be able to, as an individual, being a young black individual, especially, you have to be able to adapt and understand that paradigm within today's society, so you can navigate successfully as an individual, not put yourself in a, a predicament where you're caught up by the police, you're caught up or have this perception of being, oh, a quote-unquote bad guy or somebody that could do wrong to another person. That's just the way the world works right now, and we have to change that by slowly integrating our culture once we're within the system, I believe. That's just one way I look at it. Like, I'm at a job where, you know, I'm trying to put a little paint where it ain't, so to speak. When they get to know me, 
they understand where I'm coming from in my culture. So mm-hmm. if I came in there right now and started growing my hair and by next year I have a flat top, they would be more accepted because they already knew who I am. I've changed the way they perceive who I am. Yes. Instead of coming in and trying to barge in, yeah. you have to you have to be kind of slick about it, you know, in a, in a way where you'd be like, oh, okay, I get you now. I understand. Uh, you tell me I got to wear a bald-headed wig if I don't no. want to come in here tomorrow. <laughs> no, you don't have to. It's just it's, it's, it's a It's a case-by-case scenario. Ken, what is not to cut you? What if somebody says, "Well, I think that's a form of kissing ass." Not me, because I get it. What if somebody who's not getting this saying, "Yo, listen, I'm Someone gonna be me. That. I'm gonna be me. That's kissing ass. I'm gonna. I am who I am." Like you know what I say to people like that? You either want the job or you don't. Yeah. If you don't want the job, you stay. You stay true. That's yeah. just your your own morals and ethics. That's not kissing ass. That's just you understanding the rules. It's like in the NBA. There's rules to the game to be in the NBA. Mm-hmm. You're going to say just because you don't want to follow the rules, then you don't want the job in the NBA. You don't want a job at such and such company, then you don't have to. No one's going to fault you. You know, that's your own mantra. If you feel like dressing up and being look and looking presentable is kissing ass, then that's what it is to you. Good luck trying to find a job right now. Yeah. 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 Well, well, quick segue. Speaking about the NBA, you guys heard about uh... – Michael Jordan talking out his camp about LeBron James, the Lakers, Phil Jackson, and all that. Yeah. Is this our annual Michael Jackson? I mean, Michael Jackson. Michael Jordan, <laughs> I'm better. You know, he, he come. He do this every so often just to remind folks how great he was. He's got to, man. So the, the children, they might forget, man. They look down on their feet and they'll see Jordans. Who were you? He got to let them know, man. I was the greatest of all time. Who am I? Yep. <laughs> My sneakers is still two hundred. Talk yeah, to he's, They asked him if he would be LeBron James in his prime one on one, and mm-hmm. obviously you know what he's gonna say. Of course you know what he's gonna say. Yeah. I, you like, know what? Sometimes I, question. You know, I, look, the mystique of Jordan is unreal, man. Like, I granted, I don't know, man. But I've seen it though. Yeah, he's I've old, seen it. We all, we all seen it. Yeah. But he's never went against a LeBron his era. There was no LeBron James in his era. Uh, I've seen people go past LeBron that ain't on Jordan's level. That's true too. Right now, I've seen everybody. Go, well, that's, that's just the dictate. That's just the rules of the game. I mean, anybody can get by anybody nowadays. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, 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 not going to say him being relevant again. He likes to chime in when he chimes I, in. He a, I mean, you know, Kobe. In his prime. I. I mean, Jordan won the greatest defensive. Jordan took a lot of chances, man. I want to see Jordan body up a 6'8", 260-pound dude that can run just as fast as him. He tripping. He's going to have a problem. Well, you know, yeah, but can, can LeBron dribble as well as Jordan or Kobe? You know what I mean? Like, there's, yeah, certain no, things where there's certain things. I mean, LeBron, LeBron got a post game fucking, what, three, four years ago after being in the league for like yeah. Yeah. eight years? So, yeah, Jordan's, Jordan's post game was off the hook. Like that's what yeah. it, that's what long uh, it, uh, excuse me that's what uh, extended his career. I mean, people always gonna say Kobe bit off his moves, but Jordan could show shoot like Kobe. Kobe jumper back in the day was off the hook. Like oh. I always, it, it, you know, what separated Jordan from the rest was he was just bigger than everybody. He was he came at the perfect time, man. He was a unreal athlete. It's like LeBron now, but but he had the skills to back it up as well. No, you know no, what I mean? like, no, I'll see, like Ant said previously, three seconds left. LeBron is missing layups. Like the yeah. fundamental things that he does, he's yeah. dribbling the ball off his foot. There's I, maybe one or two highlights I've seen Jordan turn it over in the clutch. Like that's I LeBron's mean, clutch career. 
No, I mean, granted, granted, Jordan is the dude, but it's not just as clear as night and day when he just say, I could just beat LeBron. When he make it seem like he playing us, I mean. <laughs> I mean that, but that's Jordan talking, though. That's the GOAT talking, though. So he can maybe he, he can say that. That's hey, Jordan what saying that. Just because and he got Jordan, a Kofi on, make him right? I don't care. Like, uh, yeah, and, and plus Jordan, he, he's known for talking shit forever. So. Yo, yeah. Like I said, the man got talkers of the game. He got his own theme commercial. Like he's he's, he's the That's man. Sure. I dream. He is me. <laughs> you got to see that. Cool. You know what? We, 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 we just we just give Jordan we just give Jordan the utmost respect. It's cool. You know what I'm saying? Like it's good. I mean, he always give props to Kobe because he look at Kobe as like his. He passed like, the torch to him. Yeah. Air so, parents. Try to air give it the penny. Um, try to give it the Grand Hill. And they couldn't carry it. Yeah. Oh, penny. Injuries. Man. Um, what's it called? So today, um, I saw that the uh, that Roger Goodell and freaking Brady are back in court, even though they're not gonna overturn Brady's uh four game suspension. This shit got personal, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not gonna happen, but like, it's like on some. Yeah, he. It, I was looking at it, and they were talking about how, uh, you know, the I think the worst starts for the Patriots. Out of those, like, five times or six times, something like that, four of those times, they've all gone to the Super Bowl. So it's almost like technically, matter, right? he, yeah. yeah, it's like even if he's not there, like, the, the chances of them still going all the way is still pretty high. That, yeah, because the division like, is hella weak. I, no, exactly. I think their division got stronger this year, though. Like, Buffalo's a lot better. That defense looks crazy. The Jets' defense is crazy. Miami, if if, if their quarterback could step up, they, they, they don't look bad. So it's not going to be a cakewalk, but... They are still in a weak division. Yeah. It'll be interesting, yeah. man. I mean, you know what? The only thing this, this does is just put Brady down my ADP rankings in fantasy football. That's all that matters <laughs> to me. I don't really care. This is a non-issue. There's a little small part of me is that they finally got their comeuppance, being the Patriots and all the sh- stuff they used to get away with. But, like, at the at the end of the day, this is a non-story to me. Uh, Goodell is being Goodell again. Um, Brady, you know, Teflon. Teflon Brady, man, he getting touched. Teflon Tom, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, they used to be boys. They getting touched. They just, you know, whatever. It ain't gonna, in the grand scheme of things, this is nothing. Now, if they said you can't have a draft pick next year, that's heavy. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah. You know, this is the NFL owed them, though, man. All the stupid shit they've been doing, Spygate. You know what I mean? Like, there's just been too yeah. many things the Patriots have done in the past where yeah. they just get a the pass. On, the, on, the only one that, that really, really, really matter is the Spygate stuff. Because yeah. the tough role, that's not on them. That's on the refs and they dumbass call. And yeah. uh, what was the other one? Um, uh, and I've never heard of the tuck rule in my life. I was watching yeah. that game. <laughs> Even when I watched the replays, I'm like, how is that not a fumble? That's not on the Patriots. <laughs> the Spygate you is took the ball. So yeah. what? You didn't throw spy, it. The Spygate is the only one I fault them. But it's still at the end of the day, Spygate, you might know what they're doing, but you still got to stop them. Yeah, you know, but it's a lot easier if I know you're going to the right, you're going to the right. No, granted. That, that's what I'm saying. I, I hold that them accountable for that. The Tuck rule, I don't really hold them accountable because they just were they just were uh, there for a, uh, for the circumstances. Oh, fuck up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, 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 they benefited a fuck up. And what's the other one? Uh, they had another one. I guess deflate gate. Everybody deflates balls. Everybody, it's a known thing. Like they pause. want the ball certain. Yeah, pause forever. There's yeah, another pause. one too. <laughs> pause. Ow. <laughs> yep. 
Tommy. Yeah, but yeah, the, the whole the whole football thing, man. Like that ain't nothing new, man. No one gives a rat's ass about if the the football <laughs> is not a certain P, PSI, man. I don't give a shit. You know what I'm saying? You should have known the refs should have did something. That's on the refs, man, and, and the Colts and the Ravens. They should have stepped up until waiting until after they lost. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't. I don't really. That's why I said I don't really care about the flake game, but I just think the NFL and people, teams around the league were like, yo, when is enough enough? Like, how, how you going to keep on letting them cheat? Like, they got to get penalized, and Tom Brady's a scapegoat, man. Mm. He should have just came out and said, yo, you know what? I like, this is the way I like the ball. It's been paused. It's been done forever in the league. You know what I mean? Instead of just flat out denying it, yo, I don't know what they're talking about. That's when Goodell's like, all right, man. He should have just came out and be like, look, I like, I like the football a certain way. <laughs> I should be careful. I like the football a certain way. You know, whatever the PSI the is, in. the pigskin. Yep. You know what I'm saying? This is how I want to play. So if he came out and said it in the beginning, this would have been a non-story. But anyway, whatever. Word up, yo. Have you guys heard uh, the Compton album? Yes. This this, this has been my last little my little last little take on two things in hip hop. So before I cut out, uh, Compton. I think it's dope. I had a friend hit me and was pissed, but he loved the album. But he but said he it. He, he he thought it was detox, and I said I gave Dre a a a pass because he came out and said this is not detox. So my expectations was lower. I like the album because it's fresh, it's new. He's got a bunch of new artists, and my three favorite tracks on it on the first listen: it's Loose Cannons, Just Another Day, with Game because that don't even sound like a Dre beat. And uh, oh, you animals. got the one with Premier too. Yeah, the animals. Oh, That's man. like my favorite hit right there. Um, this album is beautiful. I think he did the same thing, Kendrick. He just went in a whole different direction. Uh, it's it's Dre, but it's not your typical Dre album. I think it's a, a well-made album. It's not that. It's very it's very Kendricky. Yeah, That's all I like That's all I like to say. It's I like it. Album. I thought it was dope, man. I mean, I think it's overall overall, it's it's made for. The the hour level generation of hip hop fans. Hey yo, my coworker came through. That's what I say. And so the so it's made for our generation of hip hop fans. Now the younger ones are like, huh? That's what yeah, they my, keep my, my, about. My friend was like, yo, you saying the Compton album, man? You know this thing got no corrupt. I'm like, man. Like, you gotta move on. You, you, yeah, one, he had exhibit on there. Like, yeah, had, that, yeah. Was, that was dope. He had exhibit on there, and his, and he came. Ooh. I was like, wow. I got it. I was impressed. I was Yo, impressed. Man. Whoever King Bez is or whatever, and even John Connor, I'm like, yeah, honestly, I like the album a lot. I'm not saying this is the best album. No, like, I would give it a B plus. But for people, I've heard people online calling it whack. Like, yo, this album's whack. What are you listening to nowadays? It's only because they don't have the West Coast feel. You think that's the main reason why they don't like it, or they want to hear I, that 2001? I like a West Coast feel. Like, it's yeah. West Coast, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm cool, man. That, that I album was is surprised beautiful. that Dre rapped on so many songs though. When I was listening, I to was him, actually though. me too. Yo, I was like, Dre's who was really surprised? Is Ghost Rider need to get paid? Because Not, yo, man, I was like, a 50 year old is rapping like this. I was like, yo, I heard, I heard a little 50. I heard a little uh, Kendrick. Ja Rule. I, heard, I, heard I, little... I was like, was that Ja Rule or Dre? Yeah, yo, kid, you know what's bugging? When the Chronic album, I played the first song. I was like, wow, Eminem wrote your first fucking song. 
like a slow motion Dutch fiend Eminem. I said, damn, Dre, you trying to keep up? Yeah, Dre's a king ghost writer, yo. Yeah, yeah it's, man. It's a, it's a great album. I, I give he it. He wrote on that album too. This, I mean, the the chronic. Yeah, I, I I give it I give it the, a lot of love. It's positive, and uh, I'm gonna end off with this, man. Like uh, with the uh, the, the my thoughts on Sean Price, man. I I grew up a fan listening to him, man. Like I said, I wrote in a couple posts about it. Um, that outside of Wu Tang, man, Wu Camp Click was one of my favorite groups. My first album I bought from them was Helter Skelter, uh, Nocturnal. I, and over over the years, I've grown to appreciate Sean Price's flow. I think he's one of the funniest dudes with metaphors, and like I seen a freestyle of him where he said. Uh, Kareem Abdul Muggsy Malone, you I don't even know what that means, but you know what that means when I told you. I was like, wow, that dude <laughs> unreal. Like he was a beast. No one really talks about him. He's a New York legend. Um, I mean, he, I mean, yeah, he's like an under. Like people love him back in New York. Like people who really listen to hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's. he's I, think, I think honestly, with Sean Price passing. It was a good. It was a divide of who actually listens and who doesn't. Yeah. So someone, so like for instance, like you know, I'm you know, I work at BET and we have hip hop awards and I, I put up like yo, you know, R.I.P. Sean Price. I'm looking at the comments and some people are like who, and other people are like yo, you do not know who this dude. You know what? Stop. <laughs> but yeah, it was a big, it was a big was, divide because some people I, didn't I was know who he was. Sad, man, because that was a part of like he was a, he was my rap hero, man. Like he was one of the ones. Like, cause I don't know, man. Like that, like he really was one of those dudes I really looked up. Like he would come out, like when I used to rap, he would always say them one word openers, like Botswana. I used to try to take his style. Him and Ghost used to do that type of shit. Just come yeah, out with get a your attention right there. Like, yeah, what? you like damn. Just go listen to uh, the Figure Four, man. That dude was ill. Like one of the illest. It like really touched me. Like a lot of rappers came and went, but like I don't know. He, he that one really like hit me. I was like, damn, man. That was a heavy one. I mean, and then we just had uh, on another note, Barry a turntable has just died. DJ Swift Rock, man. Yeah, that's a big. That's a big blow too. It's a big area. deal. Who? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. That's no, Google you just said, "Did you mean?" I was like, "What?" Nah, <laughs> Did you mean? Did you mean? Did you mean? All I heard was my man Google Fraggle. Nah, I'm just playing. Nah, DJ DJ Swift Rock, man, he was a big I, I deal. Very Swift Rock. That's what I was like. Nah, 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 nah. Uh, Swift Rock. He was ahead. He was ahead. I mean, they come in threes, man. Helter Skelter, like uh, Black Moon, Smith and Wesson, Mob Deep. Those are like music you didn't want to get jumped to. That's that's yeah. me growing <laughs> up in the '90s. Like, yo, soon as we hear them songs. MOP, like, yo, this is the shit people are vibing out to. You chilling like that. I will always remember Sean Price, Helter Skelter, like, Those all are that classic hip-hop. Underground yeah, with like, the hoodies, big Timberland boots. Yeah. The, the 40 yeah. ounces in, in the in the paper bags, like, that just... That's the grimy hip-hop. Like, Onyx, yeah. Yeah, the Bucket hats, leather goggles, camouflage jackets. Oh, the goggles, yeah, that was it, and I should and I should be one of those guys trying to be just like that as well. Before I just didn't want to get jumped to it. Yeah, <laughs> word. But I played it though. I know, oh, I know yeah. the essence of, I know the essence of the music in that era. So yeah, that was a big loss. And like you said, the young heads really need to do their research on hip hop. You can't say you like hip hop if you don't know the culture. Yeah. You can't. 
Uh, all right, fellas, I got to cut out. I gotta all right, leave. man. Hey, it's been real. Y'all y'all knock it out the park. I'll talk to y'all soon. Peace. All right. Well, what else do we have left? We, uh, that's we got about the, it. We um, most deaf? Yeah, we probably wrap it up. Yeah, we can wrap it up. Anybody, anybody yeah. else got some final words? Uh, my final word is, like I said, fellas, I'm D. I did the five miles today. Well, I did 4.3. I'm, I'm getting there. But I'm, I'm motivated, man. I, I'm even surprising myself how fast I'm doing it. So just whatever you put your, your mind to, man, do it, B. I'm going, going back suck, to the old. Straight West East I saw, baby. Word. My knees hurt. <laughs> my, my knees hurt though right now. I'm not gonna lie. Both knees right now are in pain. So. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's about it. Uh, I guess my final word is, I guess it's back to HBO. It's kind of like a surprise final word, or I did not know this. Um, from Ballers on HBO, Ricky Jarrett. I didn't know that was Denzel Washington's son. What? Yeah, like that. That's because I was looking at a Cowboys uh scrimmage, and Uncle Denzel was there, and I was like, "Oh, Ricky Jarrett." Then they said his name. It's like I think it was John David Washington. I was like, "John David Washington." Oh, this kid. He tried out for the Cowboys. I think back in the days, like he used to play football. He tried to go pro, and uh, I guess he just didn't make it. So I'm like, "Yo, wait a minute. This kid is actually Denzel's Washington's son." I'm like, "That's a pleasant surprise." It's good to see him on that show because, I mean, even though he's a screw up on the show, he's he's been solid on it. Yeah. Nice. But, uh, that's awesome. I'm I'm happy like they didn't like yeah me too. I'm happy they didn't like say oh starring Denzel Washington's son. You know what I mean? Like it's more like yeah. oh you had to kind of find it out. He's his own person. Yeah. Nice. Nice. That's a dope show too. Nice. All of this. Um, yeah, favorite. final word. Uh, I don't know what I got left. I don't know what okay, I have. Man. You know what I'm saying? Um, nah. You know what? No final word. I'm going to pull a Pope. You want to talk about Drake? You want to talk about... Nah, it's, all, it's past already, man. We, we missed the boat. All, yeah. The only thing I would really say really about it is that uh, most def had a good rant about the whole situation and how you know, it, it's. I don't think people realize how the, the bigness of the dumbness that's been going on, and to me, it's been hilarious. I think it's all hilarious because I don't take any of it seriously. But mm-hmm. the, the kids that really, really do, that really like, take what's going on with Meek and Drake, and then Mostez says this, and Lupe says that, and like, you know, it's, it's soap opera, it's gossip, you know. But yeah. they don't really look at it in in the in the deeper concept uh, context. And they're missing a whole lot of stuff, uh, and it's. I, I wish more and more people that are rap fans paid attention to that kind of thing, because a lot of the stuff that Bo Steph was saying in his rants was very true. And he was just no, like, it, it is too, Cam. It's like there's no, there's no like, there's no culture anymore in hip hop. Yeah, like there's no yeah. one checking anybody. So back in the days, if you came with me playing Young Thug, I'm like, yo, dude, what is this? Like, yeah. have you heard Redman? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's no one saying when you go to rock. Someone would bring up like, oh, uh, this dude is awesome on the guitar, or this was a better vocalist. Like hip hop, God forbid, I cracked Joseph LL Cool J. I, and granted, when he had beef, he would murder people, but no one's gonna be like, yo, LL Cool J. They're gonna be like, yo, shut up, man. Yeah. Like, the dude licked his lips. So it's <laughs> just like there's no, yeah. we don't have that in hip hop. 
Yeah, maybe because maybe the times are changed, not to make an excuse, but maybe social media changed that where everything now is just a show because it can be instant instant news. So they don't got time to make it authentic and official. I don't know. Like, you got a good point, dude. things with, like, hip-hop, it's, it's always been a young rebel kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, it was never a genre kind of made for old people. It was done by young people. So the generation before us and now us, we're, like, the older statesman we got to figure out like how do we fit into this without viewing it as stupidness you know what i mean like i've been playing yep. sean price all day when you wrote big l i'm like oh let me play some old big l i'm like yo they don't make music like this anymore yeah man they don't make they don't like it's it's like back in the days i had to like read lyrics and understand what they were saying like now you hear people say stuff you're like yo you just rhyme the same word eight times in the same verse. Like, yeah. I could do that. Yeah. I don't know, man. Big, big Sean's a big lyricist. <laughs> I actually, and I but, actually, somebody had it on their car, and I played, and I actually heard the album. It just ain't for me. It's it's for this, for this era. I I don't find this like lyrically. I'm not knocking them, but I I'm comparing you to what I grew up to, and it don't it don't meet the standards. We have standards. Yeah, it doesn't well, mean I mean, and, and I, I talked to an intern, and we we're having talking about rap and stuff in general. And he was trying to convince me that J Cole, Big Sean, was better than J Cole. And I was like, Alright, yeah, like exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm not even gonna waste my my brain cell exactly. to break but, the ears. But what I was telling him was the the one thing that I I'm not gonna discredit is he's 21. So his limiting of hip hop is when the last of actually paying attention really is mm-hmm. probably within the last five to six years. And that's so, being nice, Kim. Yeah, and that's being nice. So for him and his paradigm of rap, the 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 legends in his in his realm of rap are like the Kendricks, the Drakes, the you know I'll put Eminem as a grandfather because he's like at the he was at the end of kind of doing stuff. So yeah. and you have the Futures and the Big Sean. So in his realm of rap of what he knows, like in his actual lifetime. Then Big Sean is top five, which is insane to say. But if you put it in the context of someone that's 21 years old, so listen to rap music probably since he was 14, 15, that actually makes sense. So, it, oh God, so yeah, I mean, it doesn't make sense. That, and that's and that's the part that we have to realize. Like, you know, hip hop is about the youth and about innovation. And so the youth part's always there, but the innovation part's been lacking. And so us as the old heads, we are the ones that have to uh, teach the youngins. You gotta school them, right? With, without without. Yeah, you have to school them without demeaning their own culture and stuff, yeah. you know? Demeaning so their like, culture, but it's hard. Yeah, exactly. It is hard. Yo, that, if that, that kid came up to me, yeah, if that kid came up to me, I'd be like, dude, you were born, you weren't even born when Ready to Die was out. Like, I don't even know like, what <laughs> most why people we even born. Talking? Yeah, like, why what do we My standards, yeah, D, you're right. It's yeah, my like, standards. was out before you were born. Like, you yep, talk to me yep. about Big Sean? I, yeah, exactly. You can't be disrespectful. You have to calm down, man. You gotta, you gotta woo saw that, man. You gotta woo saw. Be like, okay, hold on. <laughs> In your context, let's. And, and you know, it's you know, I listen to the Big Sean album. Not, it's not bad. It's not great, but it's not bad. Yeah, it's not so, bad, but it ain't for me. It ain't. It ain't. Yeah, what exactly. I'm exactly. So that's why when when they say statements like that, you're kind of like you have to kind of like take a step back and investigate, and have a conversation, as opposed to being like you know yelling old man on the hill like what. You, so. you know how I view it, and I think this will make a decent analogy. Like when it comes to movies, I know when I was young, I just wanted to watch this movie that was out. 
it had to be action. It had to be a certain thing. And as I got older, my taste in movies grew. So I'm like, I remember I had a conversation at work, and somebody's like, "Yo, you never seen Reservoir Dogs? And you like movies?" I was like, "Damn." I gotta watch this film, and then when I watched it, I I just started seeing movies in a different light. I'm like, they literally filmed this movie in one location, and it's nothing but dialogue. Like that's the thing. Like we gotta explain to like the younger heads. Like, yo, go back, listen to what this song is about, listen to his flow. This is what he's saying. Like he's not, you know what I mean? Like you have to appreciate what came beforehand. Yep, 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 yep. Pretty much. And pretty I guarantee much. you will not be playing no French, none of that stupid. Simple rap, like that's not. Yo, we had a lot of simple rap back in the day too, man. Then let me put on Keith Murray. <laughs> but he was, but he was simple but difficult at the same time. Uh, and on that note, and on that note, we can end it. <laughs> All right, well, love y'all, man. Thank you, my oh, yeah, yeah. This is Able Truth, and we are out. Peace. Peace. mad, crazy. Hi. You can listen and download to all of our episodes of The Table of Truth on iTunes. Just search The Table of Truth Podcast.